Well, hello. Thank you for downloading another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we just take some time to watch an episode of Parks and Recreation. And then Jeremy and I talk about it. Jeremy's across town. My name's Jason. And uh, this is kind of just what we've been doing for uh, ever, it seems like, since the quarantine started. Um, And I hope that it has been a helpful resource to you to not go crazy. So, hi. Jeremy, how are hey. you? Oh, I'm I'm good, Jason. How are you? Oh man, I am doing doing quite well. Uh I I'm really enjoying season three yeah. of Parks and Recreation for a variety of reasons. Uh one is that Mark's still gone. Uh so that's nice. Addition and by subtraction. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Sometimes you gotta lose a mark to make a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um but I had a moment of uh, Mark-related, uh, I don't, I don't want to use PTSD glibly, but um, like I saw him on another thing, and I was like, ah, what's he doing here? Um, so I've now seen him in two movies, uh, and that's it. I haven't seen Mark in anything else, um, but yeah, he was fine I wonder, in the movie, I wonder, but it was whatever. I wonder if he got typecast as Mark Brandanowitz, and it's just like, you know, Nope, he's not going to get any more work. Like your 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 khaki pants. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let, you know, I have to. I have to know now. I have to just look to see. Uh, <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> yeah, we're right on track for getting off the rails. So perfect. How are you today? Well, I have a story about Mark. He. I, I'm, I'm watching the Criterion <laughs> Collection and of, of Parks and Recreation. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> all the best episodes. They don't tell you why they think it's the best episode, which is kind of frustrating. Right. Um, oh, his birthday is March 16th. That's uh, one of my friend's birthdays. Um, and uh, oh, he's been in some stuff. Tales from the Loop. He's in that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I might watch that eventually. That was on my list of things. Um, and the tunnel. He was Koba and Artem Baturin. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, he's been in some other stuff, but I was, it's a movie called George Washington, which is about these kids in like a Southern town. And he plays like a guy who works at a, at a, a shop and like a mechanic shop or something. And, uh, I don't really understand his character. I don't understand what's going on in this movie. I'm kind of lost, but I'm sad. Does it have, does it have anything to do with George Washington? Uh, one of the characters names is George Washington, but not okay. the president. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I'm kind of just lost in this movie, but I feel sad as I'm watching it because sad things happened, but I'm still just like, why are these sad things happening? <laughs> okay. And now Mark's here too. And why, and why is one of the Mark? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the sad things. <laughs> oh, so, um, this movie was sad enough. Where, there's a scene like I, you know, I'm not a filmmaker. Okay. I get it. There's a scene where he goes and talks to somebody and then he leaves and he gets on his like moped. And it's not a comedy. This movie is not a comedy. He gets on his moped and he's not wearing a shirt and he doesn't put his helmet on prep properly. And he drives down the road. And like the, you know, the car is in front of him is like, like steady, like shooting. You know how they do the car scenes. It's a real road. It's not like a, a set. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I was noticing the stores that were on the on the, the side of the road. And then it cuts to another scene of him driving, like still riding his moped going the other way on the same road. Cause I saw it was, he drove by a salvation army 
going south, and then he drove by the Salvation Army going north. Nothing happened in between. It's like, what is happening right now in this movie? Anyway, maybe, maybe, maybe the it's a really giving community, and they need multiple Salvation Armies. I would hope. I would hope. So I was, was expecting just, you to say like, like it was really sad. Like he doesn't have a shirt on, and his helmet's not attached. Like I'm expecting him to get hit by a car or something. You know, Jeremy. I'm not wishing it, that. I'm not wishing that. I'm just saying, well, like the way you set it up, I was like, okay, when does Mark get hit? Well, the way that I was watching it this morning and the way they set up the scene, nothing's happening. And I was like, well, something's got to happen. Maybe he gets hit by a car. See? But he didn't. You um, went to Goodwill. Alert, Mark did not get hit by a car yet. <laughs> um, and I don't even know his character's name in this movie. Like, I, like I'm like i sure they've said it, but it's just like, I, he's Mark. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's not but, even his real name. Like the actor's name. Yeah, his real name is Paul Schneider, but he's <laughs> yeah. always Mark in my heart. Uh, and so I, uh, yeah, anyway, but this got me thinking how like it's driving me crazy. And I think it's time to have another town forum. Let's do it. Uh, we have a uh, an email from listener Christy. Uh, and first of all, she starts by promoting a different podcast, which oh. I don't know how I feel about it, but it is a Parks and Rec adjacent podcast. It's uh, Rob Lowe's podcast called <laughs> Literally. Uh, and he pronounces the word like he does on Parks and Rec, and she giggles every time. Very, it's very adjacent, Tars. Like we're, so right, we're, adjacent. we're right next to Roblo's podcast, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and this is uh, when she said favorite episodes and Chris Traeger, and she says in the subject line, and uh, she says I'm looking forward to Media Blitz episode, which just was released recently, so she should enjoy it. Um, and uh, the power, she's concerned about April with power. Cause she's dangerous and mm-hmm. hilarious and Andy is such a puppy dog in her hands. And it's true. It is true. And as we saw last week, when we talked about it, uh, Andy will do anything for April, which continues on to, uh, to this episode, which is season three, episode six, Indianapolis. And in this episode, uh, Ron and Leslie are going to Indianapolis to get a commendation for starting the harvest festival. And uh, and Tom is throwing a party at Snake Hole Lounge for the one and only Dennis Feinstein. And today is the day we finally meet Dennis Feinstein. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, hilarity ensues. So. Off the top, what do, what are your in, what are your first reactions after rewatching Indianapolis? What did you think? Uh, that I that I haven't really been to a steakhouse in a really long time, or like oh, oh, maybe ever. Yeah. I don't know. Like like I I've, I've been to a couple. Like well, we went to what's the one up on the the we yeah we've been to one. But anyway, it's been a long time. About the Brazilian da- steakhouse. Well, there's that one, and then Daniel's. So I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so you've just, been to at least two steakhouses <laughs> that I that I know of. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. So, so that was. I think that was the the thing with me was uh, steakhouses. How about you? Um, I I love love this episode because it is so full of Ron mm-hmm. and his passions. Uh, and uh, there are yeah, I, I just rewatching this like every day. I have bacon and eggs for breakfast. Yeah, low carb in it. <laughs> yeah, and so when I'm Making my bacon and eggs, I always think of Ron saying, give me all the eggs and bacon you have. <laughs> Wait, I think what you heard was bring me a lot of eggs and bacon. But what I said was bring me all 
your eggs and bacon. Uh, and so, yeah, do, I am, do you understand? <laughs> yeah, like the, the the intensity in that scene with that guy. Uh, oh man, so good. So, um, yeah, so I love this episode. I also love um, the Dennis Feinsteinness of it, and Ben actually becoming a part of yeah. the, the the group a little bit more. Like, there's so many things that I really like that happen in this episode and it's funny. So that's good wins for me. Yeah. Um, If it wasn't funny, I would be more sad than I am. I mean, I already had that Mark thing happening today. I don't need more sadness in my life. So, um, yeah. So the whole thing starts with the Leslie setting up the commendation and uh, Ron doesn't care about the commendation. He only wants to go to Indianapolis because it has mulligans, which is this the best, and I'm going to use a, a grown-up word, the best damn steakhouse in the whole damn state. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I love a good steakhouse. Um, Daniel's in this region is uh, amazing, and I would go there every day if I had <laughs> like $150 to spend on one meal. Oh, but I don't have that, so I don't go. Yeah, I think that's probably why I don't go too many. It's it's too expensive. Yeah. But now, like at 25% capacity here, I could go to Daniel's. The food's not not cheaper. No, but there's more room. (laughs) So you you could eat more? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. My my birthday's coming up. Hint, hint. It's all all coming up, Jason, now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, except for that Mark, that Mark Thorn in your side. Um, the the thing that I thought How was am I going to cover over the wound <laughs> if I don't fill that wound with steak? <laughs> yeah, it's like when you get punched in the eye. Like, what, what do you put on it? A, a cold steak. Like Mark, my tears. Yeah, Mark is Mark is your black eye, and only steak can heal it. Um, the the accommodation for I just thought it was really funny that they're getting a certificate for starting the harvest. They haven't even done anything yet. And they're getting, right. you know, so it's like peak government. Perfect. Yeah. You had an idea. Here's your participation trophy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Like the whole idea, like we're getting an, a, an official recognition that we thought of something. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, government. Uh, and so Ron is uh, there. He's excited to go. And he actually has this. He's been going for years to Mulligan's. And he tells us that he t- he's taken a picture of him eating. Every time he's been there and he brings out his uh, steak scrapbook, uh, which like, what a great idea. Because, you know, the problem with food is you eat it and it's gone. But if you take a picture of it, you'll have it forever. And now if only I could think of a website where I could just post my meals. I think I could make a lot of money. Alta Vista. Yeah. Alta Vista. I'll search. So, uh, yeah, so Ron's got the steak scrape, the steak scrapbook, and uh, it's uh, he goes all the way back to his first one. And he's just so funny. Like, look at me. I'm just a kid. Yeah. It looks exactly so, the same. I did like yeah. how, how the meal kind of regressed as it went. And like there was fries on his plate, whereas like the, the ones before they were all very serious, like, you know, steak and like that was it or, or just a side of potatoes or something. It's like fries. <laughs> right. Like he didn't know what he didn't know. <laughs> right. You know, before he invented the turf and turf. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, yeah, so that's the the setup. Great setup. Uh, it, it plays through the rest of the episode. Uh, is built on the cold open. I love it. 
credits, comes back to the office, and Tom is inviting everybody to a fancy party, and he's dressed up with the with the ascot and everything, um, because he is throwing this party for Dennis Feinstein and the launch of his new perfume called Allergic, uh, which is troubling. That should be <laughs> the big indicator right away that Feinstein is not a great dude. Because <laughs> his uh, next his next sense is ether. <laughs> or no, it was yeah. knockout. His ether-based uh, scent is called knockout. Right. Yeah, all <laughs> bad. Like, he is just the worst. And uh, having worked at a drugstore that sold cheap colognes and perfumes, uh, they're all bad. They all smell terrible. Um, yeah. And so were you, were you I, much, have you ever been a, a clone guy? Like, you know, no high school, college. No, no. You, and my wife has tried to get me to wear cologne before and mm-hmm. which I find a little offensive. Like <laughs> you think I stink. Uh, but, uh, I, I can't wear it when I have in the past, like it hurts my eyes and I don't put it in my eyes. I was going to say, I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> just putting it. You're supposed on my body. You're supposed to drink it. Oh, that's how it works. So you have a good night, like, good smelling breath. Yeah, your breath smells like my grandpa. Um, <laughs> that's, so, a, that's a old spicy. <laughs> oh, old spice is a cologne. I was just putting all spice, <laughs> all spice, all over me. Perfect. Um, Everything. But we went the to Costco yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, not to brag, but we yeah. go on Fridays, and uh, there was a product there called seasoning. How much did you buy? Uh, I don't, I was like, well, I don't know how much I need. <laughs> I better get this whole case. It was like a, it was like in the um, the Asian food section of seasonings and sauces and stuff. Uh-huh. So it was just in there, and it was just the brand name, seasoning, by Dennis Feinstein. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I picked, I looked at it, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, what, what do you use this for? And it said. For every dish. <laughs> like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm so mad. Put it on your pancakes. So. You know, it's delicious. Maybe so season, it's- seasoning is just food clone, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. I am going to tell my kids that. And they'll look at me. So they're, they're going to roll their eyes so hard. They're going to break their necks. Um, yeah. My kids, we've had this conversation, right? Is, sure. uh, is, milk a sauce oh yeah we've 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 been through this um yeah so it then like follow this logic is is syrup then a sauce sure yeah so is syrup seasoning is yogurt just a thick sauce then uh yeah (laughs) why wouldn't it be i don't i don't know put it on top of something right to enhance flavor sure yogurt is breakfast gravy other than the other actual than, breakfast other gravy. Than actual gravy, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, people just eat a, a cup of yogurt and they're fine with it. But if I try to eat a cup of gravy, they have a problem. What is this? Psycho. All, yeah, people are messed up. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, the, speaking of people who are messed up, Tom is inviting people to the Snake Hole Lounge for this big party. My autocorrect changed new to nay, which is what uh, people's uh, maiden names are. So I don't know why autocorrect is doing this to me. Um, Ben is invited um, and uh, he's like, oh, no, I can't go. Um, And, you know, he cuts to a talking head and he's talking to the camera saying, you know, yeah, people invite me to stuff when I come to these different towns. But 
you know, these, they're not like my friends. They're like Facebook friends. Like, Hey, Doug's buying a new shirt. No one cares, Doug. <laughs> so which I wrote down what, it. <laughs> what would, what would Ben think of social media today? Like if he thinks uh, not, that was bad back then, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be bad. And you know, Adam Scott, the character, the actor who plays Ben, he is not overly active on social media, but I can't help but hear him as Ben when I see his tweets. <laughs> Like he is just been through and through. So, um, yeah, so he is not planning on going, but Leslie asks Tom to make him go. I was like, he's, he is lonely and he's sitting by himself and you just need to invent, like invite him to your antihistamine uh, party. Yeah. Antihistamine. <laughs> so, and Tom's like, I can't, I'm, I'm pitching my new cologne, Tommy fresh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so he will eventually spoiler alert. And then it cuts to uh, April and Andy at the shoe shine stand and April or Andy's saying how he's going to write a new album about April. It's called April. Uh, Ludgate is the greatest all time volume one. <laughs> um, and, and so then he's like, what should we do tonight? We can watch TV at your house. We go watch TV at Burley's house or we can watch TV at Best Buy. Those are the <laughs> options. Uh, so I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, you and Terry, you and your wife, Terry, you guys dated for a long time. Yeah, we went to right? Best Buy all the time to watch uh, television. Well, Kathy and I, we dated for a long time and in college and we were broke. We had no, no options for doing fun stuff. So it was often just like, well, where do you want to watch TV? <laughs> like that really was the conversation. Like all that's happening right now is that both of our parents are paying for television somewhere. <laughs> So we can watch at their house or, you know, what, or we can go for a walk outside, like some kind of animal. No, let's watch no. TV. It's cold here. There's um, no TV. So. There's no TV out there. Exactly. Why would you go out there when there's no television? Oh, uh. so, um, yeah, but April wants to go to Tom's thing and, uh, and Andy's like, oh yeah, okay. But he, he knows it's going to cost money and he doesn't have any. He wants to treat April like a queen. And with rubies and diamonds and jewels and all kinds of weird stuff. That treasure, he wants to get treasure, treasure chest with silk scarves. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, okay, wow. You've got, you really love her, Andy. Uh, now the so only, want- the only thing about this part that I didn't like, I, you know, he had saved that money to give the to Tom to start his, you know, he gave him the thousand dollars to buy into the snake hole lounge and now he mm-hmm. doesn't have money now. Okay. I'm not saying that Andy, you know, hasn't saved up money because he's probably relatively irresponsible and he bought his crotch rocket and crashed it and all that stuff. But it just feels like with his job and everything, he should have like just a little bit of money. You know, I don't know. That's that was the only thing that kind of stuck out in my head. And I get that it's not. Yeah, I know. I'm being I'm being the curmudgeon guy, but, you know, well, he is he is technically self-employed. And the only people that we see regularly at his shoe sign stand are Kyle. And Ron and maybe Chris. I was going to say, he probably made a lot of money off of Chris's shoes. Yeah, but he didn't save any of that. Come on. He, no, he didn't save any of that money because he's uh, he's investing back into the business, inventing <laughs> Superstraw. That's right. That's you know, true. Kind of That's true. So, Marketing his band's CDs. I forget. I forget yeah. these things. Yeah. Tell us how much you like us. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing great. Um, yeah. So. They're going to go, um, but, you know, Andy is not, doesn't have any money, so he's kind of worried about it. So then it cuts to uh, Leslie and Ann going through outfit selection, and Ann tells Leslie that she thinks Chris is cheating on her. They ended their last conversation really weird, 
And Leslie's like, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can find when I get up there. Um, and she said, you know, they once they called me Angela Lansbury in high school. That was because of my haircut. <laughs> were you, were you a big British hero fan? No, I was not. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be like anti yes. And here, but I, I don't think I've ever watched that episode, uh, show of that ever. Oh ever. man. Did you watch it a lot? Oh yeah. Yeah. Growing up, I had, I had grandparents. So I, uh, we, we, we watched some, wow. some murder. She wrote. <laughs> Way to brag. <laughs> I had one grandparent. Oh, okay. And, well, that's uh, my she wife. Lived in, she lived in California. So gotcha. I never watched it. Um, yeah. It was one of those things that uh, I would see on. And if I, ha- if I saw the credit scene, I immediately said, not for me. Like, <laughs> I would just be flipping through channels and I'd see the opening credits like, oh, this isn't what I want to watch. So what is that machine she's using? <laughs> Why is she so angry when she stares at it? Butthole. Um, <laughs> That's a callback. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, thank you for pointing out the callback. Yeah. Not if this is somebody's first episode, I won't just say <laughs> butthole. <laughs> Except now I've said it more than any other episode. But whatever. Um, so then Ben, uh, Tom goes and invites Tom, uh, Ben to the the snake hole lounge. He's like, they're saying, "Well, I'm not doing nothing. The owner of the motel is going to watch Hope floats in the lobby." To which Tom says, you should get out of that. She's probably going to murder you. Um, and so. He, and, ben, and Ben's reaction is like, oh, wait a minute. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I hope floats. Is that the. No, I'm thinking 28 days. <laughs> hope floats. <laughs> the vampire. The, zo- Bullock, right? the zombie movie. 28 no, days. <laughs> no, 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 no. I always I often get hopes floats and 28 days. <laughs> confused no those are different there's 28 days and 28 days later oh but isn't that that the sequel surprisingly no oh uh uh, what's happening okay i i my internet's slow so i'm not sandra bullock Bullock. is in hope floats right yeah and she's in 28 days later no she's not in 28 days later she's in 28 days harry connick jr is in hope floats yeah Okay, I have seen this movie then. All right, that's it. Uh, it. I don't think it's a good murder movie. That's all I wanted to say. Like, <laughs> I don't think it would be inspire. I mean, it's not great, but I don't think it would inspire anybody to kill anybody. I, I don't know. Or, I don't know if I ever saw this one. I saw there's a guy with the cowboy hat, and I was like, I don't think so. You need two guys with cowboy hats? <laughs> no guys with cowboy hats. I'm not a cowboy hat guy. I don't even know how to say it, what to say to that. <laughs> I'm not a cowboy <laughs> hat guy. Okay, all right. <laughs> Good. Uh, so he's going to go to the thing, and, and Tom is like, hey, what are you going to wear to the, the party? And Ben is wearing a plaid shirt with a tie, which was my classic move when I had to wear a tie at Long's Drugs. Uh, and he said, probably this, to which Tom said, laughs in his face and says, no, seriously. Uh, <laughs> Ben's like, I guess I'll go change, um, which... I love because he doesn't really change much. Uh, Ron and Leslie <laughs> then are driving to Indianapolis and Leslie's got all these great like side trips that, that she go. They could go on to go see uh, like the misshaped museum of wax um, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and Ron just says, no, no, no. And he explains that he's been fasting to save room for mulligans. Um, and the. uh he tells tells Leslie how much he loves it by, by pointing out that after I eat at Mulligan's, there's for weeks there are flecks of steak in my mustache, and I refuse <laughs> to clean it so that it might fall into my mouth. Which 
is gross. That's super gross. Yeah. So awful. <laughs> I love that one of Leslie's side trips is the second largest rocking chair. Cause like the joke works better as the second. Cause if it was the first, it'd be like, oh yeah, let's see that. But the second largest, like why would anybody want to go see that when there's the first largest? I don't know. Well, well maybe there's some kind of blood feud between the two mm-hmm. families that created the largest rocking chairs. Right. And that could be why you would go. It's like, let me hear your side of the story. Second largest rocking chair. I'm sure you were first. And then the first largest rocking chair family, they were like, let's show those guys who's up, who's up, what's up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the only reason I could think to go. That's probably it. I have never in my life wanted to go to any of those things. Oh, really? Like, yeah. World's <laughs> biggest ball of yarn or like, like the like biggest egg. Like none of those things have ever attra- uh, been interesting to me. And I think it's because when we were, uh, you know, growing up, there's a coffee shop down in southeastern Washington that is shaped like a teapot. Mm-hmm. And it is like referred to as like the world's largest teapot. And I went to it and I was so dis- my parents took us there as we were going to Umatilla. And uh, I was just so disappointed. Like we got off the freeway for this. <laughs> Well, it's not, it's not even the largest teapot because it's not a functioning, right? It's, right. it's, it's a largest maybe teapot shaped building. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was just so disappointed in the whole idea and I, I don't know why they, my parents aren't really, uh, what you would call adventurous. So like, I don't know why they would think to do it. Maybe I, that, that was them being adventurous. Like, Hey, they you know, lesson. you know, it's wild, huge, <laughs> huge teapots. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. My parents don't even drink tea. Like, whoa, maybe that's even more like, guys. <laughs> guys, know. check this out. It was the weirdest thing. And I was just, yeah. So anytime I see those types of like roadside, roadside attractions. attractions, I'm just like, no. The dinosaur. I want to see the dinosaur. The, the There's a couple like dinosaurs that they've made it's somewhere on like Route 66 or something. And I'd, I'd, I'd go check those out. Can you ride them like on the Flintstones? I mean, until they stop you, I'm sure. <laughs> you can do anything until someone tells you to stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting life choices. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can, I'm totally with Ron on all of these things. No to any of the side quests. Uh, and yes to saving room for steak. I, so uh, w- one last thing. Sorry. Just because it's, it is a site. So for me though, traveling is a, the side quest for me, very honestly, is about the food. It's like, I like to like, we're going to go to this place. It's like, great. Now let's find the place where it's like, you could only get this thing here or their very, their variation of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's how I, I would honestly travel. It's not to go see dinosaurs or giant teapots. It's to go get, you know, the hamburger that feeds four people. Like that's, that's what I want in my trip. I'm on board with that. Okay. That All sounds right. great. Like one time I went to Miami with my friends mm-hmm. and uh, one of my friends was like, let's get a really good <laughs> Cuban sandwich. I, you know what? I didn't say <laughs> it was a really good. I just said, this is a place that has Cuban sandwiches. We've got about four hours. Let's get one while we're in Miami. Okay. <laughs> we so. were going to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> and how many Cuban sandwiches did you have there? None. I guess every sandwich you have in Cuba is a Cuban sandwich, but that's not, not, the, not the point. Yeah, it was it was just one of those wonderful uh, layover <laughs> situations where I had to go buy underwear at a Target again, and 
and we had an opportunity to go get a cubano <laughs> in miami from a real cuban and uh it was it was fine <laughs> the sugar coffee was better oh yeah wow that was very <laughs> very sugary and across the street from the hotel we were staying at was a publix which i have later found out is famous for how awesome their sandwiches are <laughs> like we were right there well so, just gotta go back to miami <laughs> oh never Never on purpose. Um, I do everything I can to avoid Florida. So uh, we are really not making a good time on this episode. <laughs> all right. All right. Hammer down. Uh, Chris, Leslie tells them that Chris is going to meet them for dinner and Ron is immediately upset, but they have to go pick Chris up. And so Leslie begins investigating Chris's place right away, um, starting with the, the interior design of the whole thing. Uh, it's like a spa, you know, indicating like, women must feel comfortable here. Uh, looks in his coats. Like you have a lot of men's coats. He's like, I like coats. Um, and so she keeps, um, doing the investigating. One of the little sidelines here is, uh, like, I really love your entryway, your front door. And Chris is like, thank you. He's like, Ron doesn't even have a front door. Ask where Ron, where, ask Ron where he lives. Chris says, where do you live? To which Ron replies, why? (laughs) He's standing right there the whole time. Why? (laughs) So Ron is super private. Um, Cuts back to Snake Hole Lounge and Andy tries to get some free drinks because he knows Tom and the bartender's like, shuts it down. The owner comes over, shuts it down. Uh, and he's like, I feel bad uh, because I can't buy you stuff. Um, oh, that's a little farther down. So, yeah, but that that will create a game here for Andy and April where they're going to try to get as much free stuff as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and April, you know, she is a girl. She can get drinks for free anywhere. Um, and so they have different plans. One of the plans for that April does is she just gets one of their employee shirts and just takes a bunch of drinks from the bar over to table six, gets a bunch of tips. Um, and so she's keeping all the tips. Andy goes to uh, the bathroom to serve as a bathroom attendant um, <laughs> that doesn't have anything, but still asks for tips. So like, right. like mint or gum, mint all out. Okay, gum. All out of that too. Tip, please. So, <laughs> and my favorite part of that joke is that the guys in like a club like that would never have a, a valet, and so it's like the, just the fact that the guys are like, oh yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> Obviously, have never been to, like I've never been to a place. I've been to places kind of like the Snake Hole Lounge, but uh, never at a place that has a real valet. So, you know, you've never been to a restaurant with a bathroom or a. a, a an establishment with a bathroom attendant? No, I don't like going to places where there are people hanging out in the bathroom who aren't going to the bathroom. That's weir- weird. That's weird. Yeah. I went the first time I went to a, uh, it was a restaurant that had a bathroom attendant. I was just like, are you waiting? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here a while. <laughs> is this a line? Cause I see <laughs> that everything is open. Like what is happening right now? It was not my, my world. And so then I, you know, I, I honestly think the reason there's a bathroom attendant is to make sure people wash their hands. Like, like that is the, that is the reason. Because like, if, if no one's in there, it's the honor system. And you're like, I don't know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, you know, but the guy standing there just like staring at you the whole time you're going to the bathroom. First of all, stage fright. Second of all, you can't just walk out like, see you later, man. <laughs> and just like not wash your hands. His, his whole job is just to clear his throat subtly. <clears throat> And then you have to give them a dollar to prove that you washed your hands. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's damp. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I dried my hands <laughs> on those. Damp dollar. <laughs> oh. So yeah, and I mean the things, the things those guys are exposed to. Yes. In there, like, do they burn their clothes after every shift? Like, do they have to go into like the 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 cleansing station, like ETs outside of Elliot's house on ET, where they like hose you down with chemicals and all that, and then like then he goes home. I don't know. It's a weird world. I can never get there. Uh, yeah. So um, now where are we at? <laughs> and and so uh, Anne is on her way. Oh, because because yeah, Leslie found a razor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And a pink shower cap in Chris's shower uh and so she calls ann yes and she's like i'm on my way and i'm like okay uh and then they go to mulligans and this is like the saddest moment in all of parks and recreation <laughs> because yeah it's just closed they boarded it up <laughs> for some kind of health code violation and ron is very upset he tries to break down the door um, and, uh, he's sitting on the curb, like looking like somebody just shot his dog right in front of him. And he asks like, what do you think they did with all the steaks that were in there when they closed? You just throw them away. Um, <laughs> and Chris is always the optimist is like, Hey, let me go cook you up some grub at my house and it'll be great. And, uh, and so they agree to do that. Um, cut back to the party and Ben is there talking to Tom and Tom is like, there's, there's Dennis Feinstein. He's like a mogul. He's like, he's the best. And, uh, and he's like, really? But like a name like Dennis Feinstein, that he needs a better name. He's going to be in this perfume business. He's like, his real name is Dante Fierro. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis Feinstein is much more exotic and funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So the the fact that Pawnee has a perfume mogul, like (laughs) again, once again, you know, yeah, just, there's no reason that this should be happening. <laughs> and later, when we see where he moguls from, yes, like that that building, the building does not exist in a in a town like Pawnee. Like, come on, um, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no way he's making that much money from Pawnee. Uh, so, uh, oh, one of the notes here as well with the uh, mulligans that I wrote down: Ron brought his own bib <laughs> and, so. and steak knife. <laughs> Because he yeah, had a little he, little box with him. Yes, yes, he came prepared. Um, so, uh, so Andy, being embarrassed, he's going to try to get the free stuff. Then Leslie starts interrogating Chris about all his female relatives, <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out like why is there a women's razor and shower cap in your um, in your sh- in your bathroom? Uh, so he asks like, do you have any sisters? Fun, youthful grandma, you know, like all these different things. Um, and Ron just looks over at her as like. When Chris walks away, he's like, have you forgotten how to have a conversation? (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote this terrible joke where it's not even a joke, but basically she's, quote, grilling Chris. And then Chris is like, well, hey, I'm going to go fire up the grill. And now he's going to do some grilling. And it's not the kind that even Ron wants. So no one's getting the grilling that they want. Yeah. Why don't we just say right now what's going to happen so that our listener is not shocked. Uh, Chris grills portobello mushrooms. Oh. Uh, to, to which Ron, like, he just faints, (laughs) like he just falls down. Like, what is this? And like, Leslie's like, get a cold compress or something. And it's like, like, he's in trauma mode here. (laughs) Um, it's not good. Uh, this is also about the same time that Anne comes in 
and is like, what's going on? Who, who, why do you have a women's razor in the, in the shower? And they, so they have this conflict going on. Ron is hungry and he's getting hangry and he's passing out. It's all bad. Um, and so there's a lot going on in Indianapolis. Uh, so, um, then Chris, before that though, Chris told Leslie, Hey, we broke up and, uh, but it was too late for Leslie to tell Anne to come. And so now they're, their conflict here is uh, that, you know, when Chris, when a, when Anne shows up, the Chris has to explain to her that he's not cheating on her because they're no longer dating. And Leslie explains that that sweet, beautiful Anne has never been dumped before. <laughs> and Chris's positivity made it confusing. Uh, so she didn't understand. Um, and so then <laughs> when she says like, that that's why it was you like you were freaked out when I kissed you. It was like, well, that was pleasant. It was strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. So that's so then Leslie and Anne will leave, and we'll come back to them leaving later because Anne is super embarrassed. Um, Ron is going to stay for the commendation. It'll be fine on that whole thing. Cut back to the the party at the Snake Hole Lounge, um, and Tom goes to pitch his scent to Feinstein and because uh, because he's he goes watch this I'm the Yoda of networking yeah <laughs> and Ben's yeah. like well actually his power is more spiritual he's like shut up nerd <laughs> there are I, so many things about the way Ben deals with pop culture references like yes. that's I, I fall in that trap like I can't let you be wrong about this like, well, and it's not that it is, and, and it's not that he wants you like to be superior. He just wants you to know like the right way, like, like because you care. Like, I care about you know. I think there's a different well, I, the, the people that are just like mean about stuff and just be like, well, I'm I know more than like you're an idiot versus like, well, actually, you know. Yeah, I've put in the work. <laughs> so can't just I, let I it go want, to waste. Well, that's part of it, but also <laughs> it's like I don't I care about you enough to tell you yeah. like you're wrong about this <laughs> because I like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like judge you, but I don't want you to be embarrassed. If you have this conversation with somebody else. Exactly. Like, like I'm trying to protect you and I don't understand why people don't understand that. Man, you know what? That's just how I'm wired. You know, I, I appreciate it. I've learned, I've learned a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Did you watch WandaVision yet? No, not yet. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Different show. Uh, so Tom goes to uh, to pitch to Feinstein and he's like, you know, maybe we start uh, going to business together, uh, you know, start handbags and like luxury items, all this different kind of stuff. And then he's like, let me sp spray you with Tommy Fresh, to which Dennis laughs and he says, is this a gag scent? It smells like somebody spilled Chinese food in a birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is... <laughs> real gross <laughs> it's super super gross the the thing that kind of like makes dennis like we know he's already a total sleazebag and all that but tom is the guy who's throwing him this party and that like that really frustrated me too because it's like you don't even have the common decency to be nice to him like let him down easy but he was like he was like super jerk guy so and then I don't he, think Feinstein knew who tom was yeah yeah agreed like i like somebody's throwing him this party and he doesn't care who he's all just about watching him. his scent. Yeah. And so like Tom probably never met Feinstein before. Right. And like there would be no reason for him to know that Tom's throwing the party. 
but as the observer of the audience, like he is meeting his hero, which is sad. Um, and then like his hero bird cages, his dreams. <laughs> wow. So it's like, this is, it is sad. I know why the you know? age perfume flies. Yeah, that's exactly the, the, the book title. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so, uh, like so Tom's d- devastated. Yeah. He's- Den- Dennis ends it with leave the perfumery to the real men. <laughs> yeah. And we should note that Dennis Feinstein <laughs> is played by Jason Manzukis, who is awesome. Treasure. He is one of the best, like, character actors mm-hmm. on TV. Like, anything he's in, I immediately love. The 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 first time I saw him was on a show called The League, which is very, you know, adult themed and stuff, a lot of a lot of jokes. But he he plays an absolute psychopath. Like, and it's just it's it's fun all the there's like all this in argument, you know, between all the friends, and then Menzukas comes in and he is just unhinged, crazy. Yeah. And that's the first time I was like, who is this person? And then I think showed up here. And then um, later in Brooklyn Nine Nine is like the times. And then I think wasn't he in um, the Good Place? The Good Place, where he also plays a character named Dennis. And then Derek. Derek. Oh, that's I'm right. Derek. I'm Derek. Um, yeah. But then wasn't he in, in Human Giant, or was that just? I don't. I don't think he was in Human Giant. Never mind. Anyway. Well, I'm just scrolling down here. Um, he Human Giant was a long time ago. It was before. The league, wow! He's got a lot of credits. Yeah, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. Like you said, as a as a character actor, he's absolutely hilarious. He just has yeah. an energy that's just, and he's just he's so so confident in his comedy. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't leave anything uh, back. He just goes for it. So, um, and all of his characters in the Sure universe uh, are weirdos. Like just total weirdos. So Feinstein is like arrogant and like creepy. Derek is broken in so many ways on the good place. Uh, he's got wind chimes down there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then we have Adrian Pimento who on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who is the undercover cop who uh, was way too undercover for way too long. <laughs> and so he's got some serious problems. So, yeah, I, I love that show. So, um. Yeah, one of the things too, like when he's trying to pitch the thing, like Dennis, is like, are you from the FDA? You know, legally, you have to tell me from the FDA. <laughs> yes. So he he knows he's like super sketchy, because that's the question. Like, are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. Like, I never had to ask anybody that question in my life. <laughs> right. So. I like how Tom introduces himself. He's like, I'm a huge fan. I love your perfume. I love your scents. Like, sometimes I even use two at once. He's like, um, we don't actually recommend that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's gonna cause a chemical reaction. Yeah, like this is not a good idea there, sir. Um, yeah. So one of the other things that we another character that we meet in this episode is Janet Snakehole. Uh, when April pretends to be a server, she says, yeah, I'm the daughter, the owner's daughter, Janet. <laughs> so this is Janet Snakehole. She'll come up later again <laughs> right. uh, in the series um, with uh, her and Bert Macklin have a real on and on again, off again situation. Uh, where are we at here? So, um, yeah, so Ben. Um, brings Tom a drink after being rejected um by Dennis Weinstein and uh and <laughs> Tom says he smells like success and nobody can smell my dreams 
Um, and uh, <laughs> Ben's reply is like, I can smell your dreams. I can smell them from here. <laughs> and what you know what I smell like? Teriyaki hairpiece. Um, so yeah, so many great little jokes about how, the description of this this per, this cologne that that Tom has made. But I love that they're both like heavily Asian sauced. Themed. Right, right. <laughs> Chinese birdcage, teriyaki hairpiece. Um, yeah. And after ta- after this interaction, there's a talking head where Ben is like, they smell terrible. <laughs> the dreams smell terrible. Yeah. Uh, so then April and Andy, like they're going over their haul of all the stuff that they were able to get and they feel terrible. So then they end up giving the tips back to the bar. And then Leslie is driving home with Anne and she is giving all of the um, the breakups of her past trying to console Anne. And so um, did you have a chance to uh, write those down? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, the okay. line the line goes uh, one time when she was in high school, a guy's mom called me and broke up with him. Um, there was another time when I was on a date and tripped and broke my kneecap and the guy said he wasn't feeling it. So he left and I waited for an ambulance. <laughs> and at that one, Anne just looks at her like that's when Anne finally kind of looks up and looks at her with a whole bunch of like pity. I just love this whole scene because Anne, Anne's whole countenance changes from being super depressed to actually feeling sorry for Leslie. Like maybe I don't have right. it so bad, which was the point yeah. of the scene. One time I was dating a guy for a while and he got down on one knee and begged me to never call him again. Uh, one guy <laughs> broke up with me uh, while we were in the shower together. Uh, I love this one. Skyrise just just starts with skywriting isn't always positive. Another time, a guy invited me to a beautiful picnic with wine and flowers. And when I tried to sit down, he said, don't eat anything. Rebecca's coming. And then he <laughs> broke up with me. <laughs> and Anne goes, who's Rebecca? And Leslie goes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I would just, I imagine that like Anne's reaction is because she did not know what Leslie was going to say. Like I, like yes. uh, Amy Poehler is an improv background and so like i just wonder if they like all right just say like terrible breakups yeah and uh and you respond however you're going to respond and there's a couple of cuts where if you watch ann's face she's already like as leslie's starting to talk she's still laughing from probably a previous take so yeah you you know i wonder how many more there were out there because they were really funny oh man yeah one of the things i love about this this show is the fun run idea where they do the take and then they do the fun run. So a couple episodes ago, the uh, Leslie, you have in- internet connectivity problems. <laughs> um, like that was a fun run take, uh, you know? And so there's so many times where it's like, w- was this the fun run that right. we were seeing? And uh, I, I, in my head canon, I believe that that is what's happening there. So that's a fun run. Um, so then it cuts, Ron is going to stay there to get the commendation. And so he's eating at a Denny's type establishment. Um, so he's gone way down from the uh, the Mulligan's glory to Chris's house to now a Denny's establishment, which if it's not moon over my hammy, why are you eating at Denny's? Um, you know, and so he's asking for a steak and it comes out as like so small and so tiny. He's like, this isn't a steak. Why would you call it that on your menu? <laughs> Guys, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's, it's like, I just work here. Like, that's <laughs> that's the whole vibe that the <clears throat> server is giving. Like, I have no say in what's happening in this establishment. And, like, I don't name the things. And so then Ron says, I need you to bring me all the bacon and eggs you have. 
And the guy starts walking away. He's like, wait, I think what you heard was bring me a lot of bacon and eggs. I need you to bring all the bacon and eggs you have. Do you understand? <laughs> and so he says, yes. And then he, uh, he goes and yeah, so that's Ron, the end of Ron's story. And he does make it back from Indianapolis. I feel FYI, in case you're wondering. Um, and then it cuts back to the bar. And Tom and Ben are becoming friends, which is great. And Donna brings Ben a drink, uh, which is his drink. And like, how did you guys know? And they're like, that's all what you drink. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And so the people in Pawnee are getting to know him. And so from earlier, when he said all of these people are like Facebook friends. Right. Like, this is different. This is a different situation for Ben, where people are actually paying attention to him. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and that's the whole thing is like, maybe it's Ben who sees everything as Facebook friends, but these people see him as a real, you know, as a friend already. So yeah. it's, you know, as, as, as many, and it kind of reflects like as, as many problems as Pawnee has, like the people there really are like, you're, you're one of us, like you're, you're, you're with us in this. And so, you know, yeah. they're, they're kind of all together, which is cool. They're fourth in obesity, first in friendship. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So it's right on their, their, their state on their city sign. So he should know. Um, yeah. And so then uh, Ann and Leslie are at the bar. They got back from Indianapolis real fast. Right. Like, I, like that was one of the things where I was like, how long is this party? A. Well, it starts at six. And B, how fast were they driving? <laughs> Doors open at six. The uh, the party starts at nine. So. Oh, my gosh. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this culture so much. Like everything about like the club scene, like when people talk about it, when it's on TV, I was like, I would never go to that. <laughs> ever like oh oh awful uh later tom and john ralphio are going to throw a party for the end of the world <laughs> and like i uh, i would die before i go to that party <laughs> so um yeah so ben sees ann and leslie at the bar and uh they start talking and and uh leslie tells Ben like Anne's really upset because she just found out that Chris broke up with her. <laughs> He's like, oh, you like, mean oh, like, yeah, like you know, a week ago? <laughs> Is that why you tried to kiss him? We were so confused. <laughs> and then who's we? Who's oh no? <laughs> like it's just all it just keeps getting worse for Anne. Yeah, and then uh, so the party's ending and people start leaving. And I love that uh, one of the things that. Andy was able to liberate from snake hole lounge was a roll of toilet paper and they gave everything back. But Andy kept the toilet paper. He's like, I need it. Right. <laughs> so, I feel bad, but I need it. Yeah. And then, uh, they're, as they're leaving, Ben sees, uh, Feinstein's car is still there and there's a window like open probably cause it stinks in there anyway. <laughs> um, and so, cause of all the, perfumery happening and so ben uh is like give me tummy fresh give me tummy fresh and he's like he sprays it in the car like fills it up and uh and the, so like ben is like yes vengeance uh right or tom is like this is great vengeance on dennis and stuff and then ben's reaction is like oh man it's so bad and he starts like gagging right as he's walking away so um yeah and well, that's it was the, awesome. the episode yeah and it was awesome because ben is like kind of showing like hey you know okay i accept your friendship in a way because now i've got you like i know you're down because he does say when when he says his when your dreams smell terrible he goes oh my gosh it was awful but you know i like tom and so then then now that he's come around a, a bit he you know he kind of helps out and he's like yeah we are friends i'm gonna your 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 enemy is my enemy now so which is right. the basis of most friendships i think yeah a shared hatred for the other <laughs> so, Perf- perfumery people that's oh, all man yeah <clears throat> well if dennis feinstein's 
colognes and perfumes didn't burn people's eyes, then maybe they wouldn't hate him so much. Yeah, that was the only thing I think we we skipped was uh, some of his. Oh, where where were his um, other and names for his colognes? Yeah, I wrote they them are attack, yearning, thickening, itch, coma, side boob, and his latest <laughs> allergic. <laughs> allergic. I, I wrote down itch coma because I thought like the way he said it, I thought that was one of them. It's coma. Like, well, you itch yourself so much that you just fall asleep. Wow. I don't know. Uh yeah. oh, here's a fun little trivia thing. This is under the spoiler section on IMDb. Charles Mulligan's is slash was not a real steakhouse in Indianapolis. Undoubtedly, owing to the storyline that sees Mulligan's closing due to health code violations, the writers <laughs> and producers opted to have a fictional steakhouse serve as Ron's favorite. In later episodes, the show cited a real Indianapolis steakhouse, St. Elmo Steakhouse, as the best in Indianapolis. While its recognition as the best is debatable, it's certainly the most famous and iconic in Indianapolis. A steakhouse, it is actually most famous for its shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Which makes sense, being in Indiana for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, land, landlocked, shr- landlocked shrimp. Yeah, no, hard pass. Now we are we're from Seattle, so we're we're kind of you know spoiled a bit when it comes to the idea of fresh seafood, whether you like it or not. You know, because we have the sea (laughs) and many many lakes and rivers. So Indianapolis shrimp cocktail. I don't you know, careful guys, careful out there. One of my uh, favorite Thirty Rock uh, jokes is when Jack is in like uh, hosting somebody, and he's like, "Would you like some?" Fresh clams from the Cuyahoga River, which is in <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so gross. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's uh, season three, episode six, Indianapolis. Uh, we're titling this Scrapbooking Steaks, um, but spelled like steaks like you eat, not like steaks, like high steaks. Um, so yeah, good episode all around. Dennis Feinstein, Janet Snakehole. Uh, so many good things happening in this episode. So, yeah. Any other thoughts? No, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. It's a good setup, you know, I think kind of going into not a real setup, but just a nice little breather episode going into the harvest festival, which is kind of another, uh, you know, big plot arc point in this seat in season three. So this kind of gives us a little bit like it's, it's connected because they're getting the commendation, but then now we're going to get into the harvest festival, which is such a great episode. So yeah, I'm excited. This oh, is, this is good. Harvest <clears throat> festival introduces <clears throat> Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Little Sebastian. I mean, there's yeah. Every episode season three, just so great. So, so great. Yes, we have a, uh... Yeah, so you got Lil Sebastian played by Lil Se- Sebastian. We've got some more Joan Calamezzo, some Perd Happily. Oh, so many, so many good things happening. It's the Harvest Festival. You got to bring everybody out, you know? Yeah. The uh, Perd Happily picture uh, on the page here is Judge Perd Happily. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find my judge hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I love the show so much. It's so great. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We should stop. I'm, should. Now I'm looking forward to I know. Next, I know. I just want to start talking this. about it. Right. <laughs> so no good. one can understand me anyway. Doobie doobie do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listener, listener, tell us what you thought about, uh, Indianapolis. 
you know what would be great is if you could tell us where you think the best stakes are. Oh wow! Um, because I'm like I'm 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 prone to Daniels, um, but you know that's because I live here. But if I'm ever in like an exotic locale like Puyallup, I'd love to know the best steakhouse <laughs> down there. So um, yeah, but yeah, you send us an email, uh, Parks and Conversation at gmail.com and uh, we look forward to hearing from you and we'd love to get your thoughts on the the pending harvest festival as well um you know last year we didn't have any state fairs and uh this will help us get get over the hump for next fair season so <laughs> fair season is coming important fair is. season is always coming <laughs> you gotta get your so. fried everything somewhere oh man that sounds good I love mm-hmm. a good fried everything. So <laughs> with that, we should uh, wrap this up. So I will uh, talk to you next time, Jeremy. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.